0: On today's segment of Let's Talk Some More, today's topic is going to be reaching the next generation through Christ. Now we have two strong, powerful men of God that's going to come on here today and share their advice, their experiences, their insights on how to reach the next generation through Christ. Growing up, a lot has changed. A lot of us have strayed away from church. We don't even go to church. You know, We feel judged. We feel outnumbered. We feel as if no one understands us. So today we have a two guest speakers that's gonna come on here and speak with us about reaching the next generation so you guys just stay tuned and let's go ahead and let's talk some more <laughs> <laughs> Ain't
1: nobody
2: stopping my shine. They try to break me try to take me out but i got jesus on my side so
0: bad
2: I I was stronger than the one that came and laid down his life And I got lost in some time
0: But the enemy can't stop me Cause there's a calling. First, I'd like to thank Elder Alvin Hall of University City Church and Emmanuel Prophet Soul of Emmanuel Prophet Souls Ministries for joining me today. Before we begin today's discussion, I would like to give you guys the chance to introduce yourselves and to let the viewers know who you are and more about yourselves. Emmanuel Prophet Soul, we can go ahead and start with you.
1: My name is Walter, Walter Emanuel White. Um, that's my full government name the name that I was given by my father and my mother and my uncle David David Henry. um my spiritual name is Emmanuel Prophet so I was given that name and I'm licensed chartered and ordained um 54 years old 7 children 11 grandchildren married to a beautiful wife by the name of Naomi White we have a wonderful happy marriage um uh, I um I love spirituality I love God I was raised in the church and um I lived most of my life after 12 years old in the streets. And I went back to the church
0: around close to, close to 40 years old. So I was up there in the
1: streets for a long time. But, um, I love God. I love people. Uh, I love working in ministry. Uh, my style of ministry is very unorthodox. It's very, so not churchy fied, but it's more so in a real person perspective. And when I say that, I mean that, um, I literally go out into the trenches and I literally go with people where, where a lot of people are afraid to go or won't go. And they feel like thats it's ungodly to do that. So um, this is who I am. And um, it's, it was nice meeting you, uh, Monica. Thank you for inviting me and uh, having me to meet your father. And when I met your daughter, I, I, I said she comes from good fruit. I can tell just talking to her, she comes from good fruit. So I just thank you for this opportunity to chat and discuss, you know, different ways that we can impact the kingdom and, you know, reach the millennials. I just thank you for this opportunity.
0: Thank you. And Elder Hall, you can go ahead and introduce yourself.
2: Amen. Amen. My name is Alvin Hall. I am a elder at uh, City Church in Huntersville, North Carolina. I've been a preacher of the gospel since 2005. Um, I'm the CEO of FaithWorks International Incorporated, which we are an entertaining company. We do stage plays, movies, etc. I've um, currently toured with um, several different productions myself, uh, Food for Love and Why I Keep Choosing the Wrong Man. We performed on Broadway, Beacon Theater. Also, I've shared the stage with Fred Hammond and, and um, Donnie and Pastor John D. Key. i uh, been a part of Ty Tribbett and other artists uh, that God have graced us to be in the presence of uh, Israel Holden. Um, So I'm again, um, as Brother White said, I I am very thankful and humble to be here to share with you guys on tonight. I thank you for Monica for allowing me to be able to speak from a different perspective of what the Bible says and and what we need to do to affect the kingdom and affect those that that may be lost to be able to reach those. excited also and I thank you for this opportunity to be a part of this podcast
0: okay thank you guys so much so let's go ahead and let's get into it so I read an article by Frank Powell where he speaks about four things Jesus tells us about reaching the next generation here are some of the key points that come from the article number one Jesus came down to others he did not expect others to come up to his level number two Jesus spoke the language of the culture. Number three, Jesus did not lecture. He loved. And last but not least, Jesus prepared the way for the church after his departure. So I would like to discuss these topics today and receive your feedback. Elder Hall, I would like to start with you. Um, instead of coming down and engaging the next generation on their level, You know, we are um, often expected for them to come up to ours. And in today's society, a lot of us have turned away from church because we feel as though we have to reach up and conform our ways instead of feeling we are being picked up and helped. You know, the church often says, come as you are, but once we're there, it seems as if we are judged. So my question to you um, is, what are some ways that we can come down to reach others or come down to others' levels? And what are some ways that the church can be more Christ-centered and not self-centered?
2: I think, uh, Monica, that is an excellent, excellent question. I think, unfortunately, for the church, we have missed a lot of things, a lot of folks, especially christian folks they feel that when they get saved they sprout wings and they're holier than thou oftentimes we forget what god has brought us out of and what god has brought us from i think as a church we have to remember even as leaders even even myself you know that what god delivered me from in today's society basically wants transparency they want us to be truth they want us to tell that hey yeah i was a sinner i did this yeah, I drank. I chased women. I did this. You know, they want honesty. They want transparency. But when we try to tell folks, "Oh, you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be doing this," and we're not trans, we're not transparent with them as to what we did and what God brought us out of. You know, it's a lot of. My pastor often says, "Rules without relationship breed rebellion." Wow! When we can build those relationships with those individuals, then I can talk to that individual about what God delivered me from, instead of I'm beating them up. Don't do, don't do, don't do. Because I did, I did, I did. But it Mm -hmm. was the grace of God. When we can share with that with them that you know God has delivered, and they see that we genuinely care for them, then we can instruct them on better ways and better choices that they can make in life.
0: Okay, thank you so much for that feedback, Um, Prophet Emmanuel. Is there anything that you would like to add to this?
1: Yeah, um, I, I totally agree I totally agree with Elder and um I stepped away from organized religion for a while, um, simply because of that fact. And um I I had a, I had a lot of pushback from older older people, people in higher positions, and because I still have a lot of young energy and a lot of my creativity it is is basically geared for the younger generation. So when I started catching that feedback, you know, I did, it made me felt like, well, how can I be effective in ministry? I can't be effective if I can't use my creativity. And, and uh, Elder, what I realized, and I know you can agree with, especially with you being, you know, taking the stage with Ty Tribbett and different artists and stuff like that, that creativity level, because Kirk Franklin caught the same flat when he came out with his form, his brand of gospel music, you know. And so, um, I most definitely agree with him <clears throat> that we all tend to, and I don't think it's something that we try to do. I think it's just how we've been taught over so many years from the old church. Then the, you know the new non-denominational churches come in. I just think it's the way we've been taught, and it's a certain mindset. And so now we we have to you know restructure ourselves in a way that caters to them. You know that's why Paul said you know in order to gain as you, I become as a you. In order to gain those that are weak, i become the one that we I become all things, all men, that I might by all means save some. It doesn't mean we have to go out there and do what they do, but we have to understand the language that they understand. And when we can speak that language and we can reach them in their swag and we can reach them, you know, where they are without giving up our salvation, but living in our salvation and letting them see it's cool to be saved. You know, it's real cool to be saved, and You can be yourself. You don't have to change for me. He just like Jesus said, come to me as you are. You know, and I remember when I came to God and I got saved and I was on fire. Uh, it was the year 2000 and man, I was so excited. And when I got in the church, they just started killing my creativity. So I started trying to find different churches to go to where I could really express what God had gave me, but I, I I couldn't find anything. So finally I found a church that, that understood the energy, understood the energy that was coming with me and, and the, uh, the, 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 the group of people that God had gave me to cater to and share this gift with that he had gave me. And so, I totally agree, man. We have to reach them where they are. We have to come down to where they are and reach them. And at the same time, understand we're still human and we still have things about ourselves, too. And I, think, I, I, I say this, uh, when Paul had the thorn in his side, God said, I leave, the, I leave that thorn as a buffer from Satan. He said, to keep you humble, so you won't think it's all about you and you won't get higher than yourself. And so God said, just know my grace is sufficient. So that allows us to come boldly to the throne of grace. So even if we've made mistakes as elders, we don't have to so much kill all our business, but we don't have to hide who we really are as a person, you know, change my personality up or change my persona of who I am to try to fit somebody's agenda. Come to, come to them like Christ came to us, and then they'll meet us, you know, like we're meeting them, you know, and that's what I've experienced uh, in that right there, coming down to where they are.
0: Thank you. Thank you. So the second statement from the article says, Jesus spoke the language of the culture and Prophet, I would like to start this off with you. Um, do you think having social media platform is a way of speaking the language of the culture?
1: Of course, of course, big time. I have seven children and man, I, I have, that's how I communicate with them. And that's the way they communicate. And, um, and, uh, I tell you, if, if, if we don't communicate with them like that, then, you know, social media can turn into, it can really become devastating and, and, and do a lot of bad things, especially to young people, like my, my children that live here with me now, my, my eight and nine-year-old, I have to monitor them, but I still allow them to have certain times to go on social media to talk to their nieces, nephews, their cousins, you know, and their friends and stuff like that. I can see their aura so if I got a message for them if we just communicating on a regular basis I want to be able to know the energy I got to be able to see the aura see the energy be able to read the soul you know what I'm saying and so uh social media has been very effective very effective especially when you can go live too so it is I think it's very effective
0: okay thank you elder hall this question is for you um, I understand that you also write and produce gospel stage plays, and you have short films, and you are um, a minister of music. And what ways do you think, you know, that can help reach the next generation?
2: Well, I, I think, number one, we we have to realize that in this current uh, generation, even, even with the social media, we have to use things that would grab their attention as a playwright uh, we often use subject matters that will grab the you but here's the thing we change the method but we can't yeah. change the message right the message is still you know, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. The message is still, I'm trying to win a soul or save a soul for Christ. Now, I would agree with Brother White that I don't I do not do too much texting or try not to do too much texting because of the mere fact that when you text somebody, it all depends on their state of mind or as, when they're reading that text. And sometimes they can misinterpret what you're trying to say. Exactly. But we use, as playwrights, we use our subjects to deal with, with tough subjects that you would never ever hear preached in the church subjects yeah. that deal with brothers on the download or spousal abuse or children abuse or homosexuality or or pornography or um uh, prostitution we deal with those things and we use catchy topic and catchy titles for instance like you me and he well we, that deals with the brother on the download now you me and he would think it was a a woman that had two men that was in love <laughs> but this is a man that has a woman and a man so, but we catch those titles and when we get them there, we give them the gospel, all of our plays, we give them the opportunity for an altar call for those that want to give their life to Christ. And it's amazing, especially like when we did it here at Ovens that, and, and we dealt with you, me and he, which dealt on homosexuality. There were several men that came down and said, I don't want this lifestyle anymore.
0: Wow. And so we
2: try to get the churches involved where once you leave our production, there's some place local that you can go and continue to get taught. And if we don't have those things in the church, then we have missed out on the opportunities to win a soul. So that's what we use our plays. We use our uh, movies and whatnot to talk about real relevant issues. We just don't want to just throw a bunch of fluff up there and see what's... <laughs> Yeah. So uh, that's what we do as far as uh, faith works concerned and as far as using the social media piece. Now, I will say this, we have to be very careful when we come down to social media because a lot of folks, you know, just because I got a, a, a thousand Facebook friends or Instagram friends or Twitter friends, that don't mean that I got a thousand people that agree with what I say. So when we put our business out there in the street on those social media places and people comment on it, we get, effect, we get affected and get in our issue and ourselves. Some kind of way because we don't want to hear what people have to say. Mm-hmm. So instead of taking all your stuff to social media, sometimes we have to take things to Christ and hear what the Bible says about that.
0: Thank you, thank you. Okay, Prophet. You. This this next question is for you. Um, I know that we recently met from a mutual friend while filming um a music video and we had a conversation you know how sometimes you said you would receive backlash from the older um generation as far as you know the christian community now in your opinion and you know during that video um of course there were cursing or you know um explicit content or guns and things like that um and in your opinion is that a way of speaking the language of the culture or a way of reaching the culture that you were involved in that video? Um,
1: That right there was me uh, reaching young people where they are. Um, if I don't go in, like if, if, a, if, a, if a person, uh, let's, let's put it like this, if there's a crime that's been committed, the ambulance got to come to the place and pick the person up, right? Right. And <laughs> while they're picking the person up, they're trying to diagnose what's wrong with the person. But the ultimate goal is to get the person to the hospital where the doctors can work on. So a lot of times, the method that God gives me to use, I got to go where they at. I got to see what it is. I got to be in it. I got to feel the energy of it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I got to know what it is so I know how to diagnose the situation. So when I walk into it, I'll know how to walk into it and i am going into it with the right mindset. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so with the testing and the person, I grew up in a house where my grandmama cussed. My dad, because uh, cussing was just a natural part of the everyday language in our household coming up, because I grew up, you know, I, I, I kind of grew up after 10 years old in total dysfunction. And so um, in order to meet people that are, that may be living in a dysfunctional way, and that may have become their lifestyle, I still have to go amongst them and show them that I love them right where they are. And so that's what I try to do when I, I catch a lot of backlash from it. Because I play I play an intricate role in their lives, like you know my nephew Money Train. I play an intricate role in in, in uh, his life, in his brother's life, and his sister's life, and their friends and. It's, it's been very effective over the years, and um, a lot of people have come to Christ. Uh, a lot of people have changed their lives and are living a better life within themselves simply because of the method used. I like what your father said, uh, Elder Alvin Hall said. You know, it's like um, I forgot what he titled it, but uh, the me myself and something me myself and he or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's, I, I just think that's so beautiful when we God gives you a method on how to deal with people and how to react to people. So my nephew, even when he came and asked me to do it, I didn't change a word because I knew if I can't, if I can't come where he is and meet him where he is, then, you know, they're never going to listen to us. They're never, they're going to always turn their eye, and they may turn their eye to somebody else that have money, that can do things for them, but they might not have salvation. And so, you know, we have to, like, 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 uh, Elder said, we have to be careful. You know, we have to be very careful, so. But yeah, that's what I, that's the method that God gave me. And I try to, I do my best to walk in that. And I, and I pray and meditate and ask actually strengthen to to me in that because that's powerful when you go into these different places because they are powerful, influence on people. And I think with my experience, that's what helps me get through it, and that's what helped me be effective.
0: Thank you so much for that. Um, Elder Hall, do you have any feedback?
2: Yes. Um, uh, first of all, I, I would like to say I did read the, I did see the video, but one one thing we have to remember, number one, is our purpose in life. What are we there for? If we're there to win souls or we're there to make friends, when God delivers us, he changes us from the old worldly way that we were. And, and, and you know, me coming up as a sinner, homonging, call it, alcoholic, whatever you call it, mm-hmm. the Bible clearly tells us in Ephesians 4.29 that we shall let no corrupt words or profanity proceed out of our mouth. Uh-huh. So, in other words, we should not be cursing and using God as the same way to get a point off to win sinners. See, uh-huh. Jesus went into the world and Jesus was of the world. He, he fellowship with sinners. But the uh-huh. thing was, the sinners didn't influence him. He influenced the sinners. Uh-huh. And even when the woman was caught in the very act of adultery. And yes. the law required her to be stoned. God wrote, Jesus wrote on the ground not once but twice. And he said, woman, thy sin have been forgiven. But he told her to go and sin no more. Mm-hmm. I think we draw people about when they see our lifestyles and see the type of person we were when mm-hmm. we were in the world, whatever that may have been, homosexual or, or um, whoremonger or alcoholic or player player or whatever, yeah. when they see that God can change us. You know, as Peter said, I was chief center. When they see that God can change us, I think that is what draws them to want to make a change. We should not ever conform to the way of the world. We want to get the world to conform to what God is about. So even even with my nieces and my nephews, I know there are some that are worldly, but when they see my lifestyle, when they see how I handle conflict, when they see how I handle things when people try to do me wrong, and I don't, like the old album, would draw up and get my my, my nine or my gas or whatever, and I go <laughs> confront them. Yeah. But now I can allow God to fight that battle, and I don't have to necessarily fight it myself. So I think those are the things and the methods that we have to use because, see, God can deliver us from all, even our unsaved loved one. God can deliver, and I'm around cussing too. But God Mm -hmm. delivered me from from cussing and from alcohol and all these other things because when I submitted to him, see, Mm -hmm. that's why he tells us to, he gave us two ears and one mouth. We ought to be slow to speak, but Mm -hmm. quick to hear. So when we hear things, before we just react, we got to listen to, okay, if I say this, how is this going to affect the other person? So I, I say this to say that, you know, and here's, here's another point I, I really want to make, even when we use our different methods to win the world. We have to be very careful for what we attach our names to, okay? When we attach our name to different things, there was a, a promoter that wanted to tour our play nationally. And our play is a gospel stage play. But he told us if you put, and they didn't call them homosexual, if you put a couple of faggots in it and you start doing some cussing and some, and some sexual scene, man, we're tour you around the country. But that wasn't my motive. That wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to win souls for Christ. And at the end of the day, only what we do for him will last. We have to ask ourselves, who are we trying to work for? And who are we choosing? And, and and Brother White has a powerful ministry and I'll talk with him maybe offline a little more. But we have to we have to come to the point of saying, Who are we trying to influence? Are we trying to influence the world or are we trying to save souls for Christ? And I think once we determine our motive and who we are actually working for, uh, I think we'll see a better change and we'll be able to even draw more people to him.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Prophet, so do you is there any feedback um that you would like to say, or do you guys want me to go ahead and proceed to the next question?
1: Um, um speaking on what he just spoke on, me and you will get together. We'll get together we'll to off the interview, and we'll talk about uh, the uh, some of the things I do, and and the reason my approaches are like they are. And but I appreciate that, and I receive that word most definitely. I do. Okay.
0: Amen. I look forward to it. Amen. Okay. Thank you guys. So moving along to the third statement, um, is Jesus did not lecture. He loved. And basically in today's world, it's like lecturing the next generation does little to no change to them. So from you guys, I just want to know what are some ways to show love towards the next generation without lecturing? And do you really think it's necessary to lecture or is it um, necessary to lecture to help improvement for the next generation and um, whoever would like to speak first it doesn't matter um just let me know
2: you go, you go ahead Elder. okay I, I I'll speak on that one first um we know that okay jesus didn't lecture but Jesus did rebuke uh, just like I can uh just like I said stated before with the example of the woman that was caught in a very act of adultery although we came down he said all without saying cast the first stone. But he rebuked that young lady to tell her that her sins were forgiven and said, go and sin no more. So he put instructions on her, you know, the word he didn't necessarily lecture. But again, I think even going back to the first point that I made is that oftentimes people, when God delivers us, we, we grow wings and think we're holier than thou. And we don't, you know, when we look at other folks that come in that have sinned, we forget that we too were a sinner. And we forget that what God had brought us from. The Bible plainly tells us in the book of Ezekiel, I believe it's around the third chapter, 18 verse 16 verse somewhere around there. But it tells us that if we see our brother or sister in their iniquities and we don't go warn them of their iniquities and they die in their iniquities that their blood would be on our hands. Hmm. So it's, it's nothing wrong with you telling someone or even rebuking someone. I think number one, like I said, once you have those relationships, with people that you can let them know, man, I care about you. Listen, this is what I've been through. And I'm trying to tell you, man, see, everybody don't have to learn from their own mistakes. You can learn from the mistakes of others. Mm -hmm. It's just when people realize that you truly and honestly care for them, then they're willing to listen to you. And you can now understand God came on this earth to give us all choices. And Monica, Mm -hmm. you often hear me talk about this. There's choices in everything that we do in life, but there's also consequences to our choices so what i do i try to put it in front of them now you got a choice to listen to me or you got a choice to do your own thing but based off of what you choose there's going to be consequences to what you to what you choose but i think when we can show love and let folks know that i'm loving you, i'm not trying to beat up on you i'm not trying to beat you with the bible but i'm saying this because i love you and i don't want to see your soul lost because we know no sinners is going to get into the kingdom so once they know that i think they'll be more than willing to listen to us not necessarily a lecture, but maybe correct or give insight of what we've experienced in
0: life. Mm. Thank you. Prophet, That's do you have anything, um, you would like to say? Like, what are some ways to push the next generation towards God without lecturing?
1: Um, I just, I just think, you know, being able to hear them out, um, spend time with them, spend some quality time with them, um, uh, make more sacrifices, you know, to go into their world and, um, show them that you know there is a better way and like you say you uh, when you spend time with people and people get to know you and they see that you love them and um, that's the thing with me you know yes I have uh, used profanity and stuff like that and drank beer and stuff like that but I spend time with a lot of people and I do a lot of stuff for a lot of people and it's not that I'm not trying to win them for Christ it's just in being myself I'm being who I am where I'm at but mm-hmm. at the same time. God can use us right where we at, just like we are, you know. And so, um, I just think we just have to make those sacrifices as necessary, make those investments as necessary. Right? Like what your what your uh, uh, elder album, what you're using your platform is is I think right now the platform that you have is an awesome way of reaching them. That's the bait on the hook right there. That's the bait on the hook with the with the plays and the shows. And I know right now you know it's COVID, but that is a great platform and uh i commend you on your platform and um now with us using you know the virtual platform and stuff like that i think we need to give it to them more now i'm giving it to them more than in that manner and um and like i said just spend time with people and and help people and if if they're in your path and god place them in your path help them meet them where they at and help them because your love the love that you show them it's gonna prove to be the foundation in the end because that's what jesus did Jesus came and loved people with it. Like, uh, Elder said again, you know, when he rebuked them, he rebuked them in love. He didn't rebuke them as a form of control. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, that's all I have to say on that. But I think, uh, Elder made, made, a, uh, made a good statement on that right
0: there. Okay. Thank you guys. So last but not least, um, last but not least, Jesus prepared the way for the church after his departure. So, I want to know from you guys, how can the church create an environment that is going to be sustainable for the next generation? How can the church prepare the next generation even after your departure?
1: You want
2: that elder you made it before. Um, I I can take it. Um, okay. I I I think, you know, the Bible teaches us that every generation will be wiser than the next. So the things that I used to have in the 60s, which we didn't have a color TV, we didn't have the technology, we didn't have the digital phones or the other social media that we could reach folks with. And so as the churches today that doesn't have new technology and new ways of reaching millennials and others, they're going to lose a lot of folk. They're going to lose a lot of members because we yeah. have an avenue to reach them. Now, there's a lot of churches even today, that have been caught up on tradition. Tradition is going to cause a lot of folks to go to hell because it's not biblical. You know, oh, well, we used to be well, that was never Bible. And even the word tells us, and I encourage everyone, the word tells, tells us, see, back in the day when other folks couldn't read the Bible, they took what the preacher said is to be the gospel. Yeah and so now God has given us so many platforms and avenues to study his word even through social media we can go to biblegateway.com and listen to the sermon free about audio even if we can't read <laughs> so there's no excuse to not listening and reading God's word he tells us all to study to show ourselves approved, workmen that need not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. So what does that mean? Elder? That means that when I hear the preacher or the pastor say something, I can line that up with, okay, is that line up with the word or are they just in the flesh? And that's how we'll be able to divide the word of truth. So we have to use these new technologies. We have to use new things. As I said before, we change the method, but the message has to stay the same. And I think When we equipped others, see, uh, another point I want to make, see, the church doesn't have, or most churches doesn't have a platform, for instance, if a homosexual come to your church today and want to change their life, most of us don't have a platform to allow them to speak. To say well hey you know i was i was touched wrong and i was molested as a, a young baby i was molested as a as a you know um, elementary student such and such took me none of us as church members we don't have anything that tells our youth leaders about appropriate touching we shouldn't be touching our children below the shoulders you know so we don't have those things in place that would train and that would teach people teach our leaders what we should do even you know back in the day when the young girl got pregnant you always threw the the girl in front of the church, but you never brought the guy into the church. So, we have to t- teach on these things about sexual acts, you know, sexual absences. But we have to be real, we have to realize that everybody's not going to stay. So, exactly. what do you do? You teach them about health, you teach them about social things, you teach them about protection. And and we live in this world, just like as Brother White said, Peter said, I become all things that I may win some. We're not going to win them all. That's right. But for those that want to be won, we have to have a platform where they can freely come and express themselves. See, now, one thing I do want to say, the Word teaches us to come as we are, and we should come as we are, but we should not want to stay as we was. Mm. You know, because if you can sit into the church as a sinner and not feel the conviction of God, somebody's not doing their job because the Holy Spirit comes to convict us. To tell <laughs> where we are. It comes to find us and show us who we are. And, and this old lady, this, this mother in our church, she's 92, she said that God will keep you if you want to be kept. Mm. so we have to make up in our minds is that what what do we want do we want at the end of life and the end of our life to be able to go to god and and live the rest of our life with god or do we want to spend eternity in hell you have many churches now don't don't speak on holiness or hell but your soul is going to spend eternity someplace mm-hmm. and it's up to us to determine where that's where they put your spirit would be and it all depends on which one you feed the most yeah, uh, you know, L does uh, what you're saying. I, I love it too because everyone's
1: what I learned. Also, everyone's process is different, and when you're dealing with different individuals and different groups of people and stuff like that, so that's that's that that's, so, that's true. That's true. And um, I think I think hell was preached on me so much to where you know I just felt like I wasn't good enough, and so um, I I, I just uh, I thank God for this interview because we're touching on some good stuff. You know, even in my own life. And so, um, I love where, I love where we attend, where we attend that, um, I'm convicted about a lot of stuff in my life. I don't do stuff and don't get no conviction, but the process of, 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 of drinking and stopping the process of maybe using profanity, the process of, uh, yeah, I'm just, I just thank God that he can still use people wherever they at. What, what I, what my, my main goal is, you know, reaching the people and, and, and bringing them to Christ. You know, I can't save them, but I can lead them to salvation, you know. And um, I just thank God for that. And um, I thank God for all your insight, too. And I, I always stay open to listen and learn. And I think that's another thing, too. They can also teach us things. You know, they can teach us uh, a lot of ways of reaching them, you know, when we sit back and we just listen at the same time. So I just wanted to share that little bit of insight. It was on my mind right quick. Oh, okay.
2: And, and I, I think, just to add, I think the, the ultimate goal and ultimate choice is that we have to show love to people. Yeah. It's, it's not about beating nobody up. We have That's to right. as you say, we do have to meet people where they are. Mm. And once folks realize that you genuinely care about them, then yeah. they don't mind listening to what you have to say. You know, mm-hmm. to some people, and I want to say this, to some people, and we may be the only Jesus or God they see mm. until they come into the knowledge of God themselves until god becomes in their life so what are they seeing in the album what are they seeing am i preaching on Sunday and then living a horse life on through the rest of the week you know and unfortunately you have a lot of that hypocrisy in the church you see the mothers you see the deacons you see the elders they preaching they giving god that that glory for an hour and a half but then when i come out i'm cussing my cousin and talking all kind of junk you know and they said well why would a sinner want to come into that and you got christian acting a fool like they're acting Mm-hmm. So, you know, when they see those things, we have to, again, we have to be transparent of yeah. letting folks know, man, I have, listen, I am the chief center. I've done it all. <laughs> so if God can change yeah. me, yeah, can you know I mean? When, when yeah. God right. called me into the ministry, Monica, you know, I mean, when God could change me, folks like, i all preaching. And you know where in the world So, But they knew, but they knew it was God. Because I'm telling you, I was chief center. I was, I was the player of the whole player. I wrote the book. Uh, so but they right. knew if he could change me, yeah. then there was a possibility of God changing them. So we yeah. have to continue yeah. to show the yeah. love. Yeah. Um, Brother White, I, I'm excited <laughs> about what you're doing. And, and love, man, like I said, you and I are talking some more just yes. yeah. insights, man. Because yeah. you have you have an awesome platform, too, that God's going to use you even the more. And so I, I look forward for us even sharing some more, you know, after yes. yes, yes, most definitely.
0: Well, I just would like to thank you guys once again for joining me today on the Let's Talk Some More podcast. Um, But before we dismiss, I would like for you guys to tell the viewers ways they can communicate or find you via email, social media, websites or whatever. So Elder Hall, we can go ahead and start with you if you can just kind of let us know ways to contact you or your social media.
2: Now, I, I am old school. I hadn't got into all this, and Monica, you know, you can put it out there, so you may have to help I don't do all the Twitter and the, and the Instagram and all that. I have one Facebook account,
0: and that's all I got. So okay. My Facebook account is FaithWorks
2: with an S06 at bellsouth.net. Now that's, that's, that's it for me.
0: <laughs> and that's I don't your have email. All I <laughs> to thank you guys so much for just joining me today and being able to bring awareness and just listening to two strong powerful men of god that have lived through the experiences and i just pray that this podcast can reach others you know and just let them see um a different insight so i just want to thank you guys for tuning in for today's segment um reaching the next generation join me next week for another topic thank you